It's great to have everyone join us today. We're starting a new series called Deeper. I hope you're surviving level three. Some people have called level three freedom. I don't know if it's quite that. It's just simply level four with takeaways. And I know our first takeaway was burger fuel. I don't know what yours was, but I hope you're enjoying it. Hey, one thing about this whole pandemic is it's brought about a lot of changes. And I want to suggest to you that not all of them are bad. In fact, there's a lot of positive change going on. And one change that's brought on is the fact that we have had time. I hope you've enjoyed the amount of time you've had. Time to spend with family, time for fitness. I know a lot of people are more fitter than they've ever been because they've used this time to get fit. People have had time to read. But in this time, I pray that you've had time for God. That you've allowed these moments to actually consider what's ahead in the future. Psalm 90 says that we're called to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You and I have only been given one life and we're going to make sure that we're making the most of this life. Our household runs at a pretty fast pace and it's so easy to just get caught up in the busyness of life that we don't actually take a step back and evaluate where we're going. Uh, during this time, I've, in my devotion, I've been reading through the book of Joshua. And I like the book of Joshua because it's a book of progress. After wandering around the wilderness for 40 years, finally the children of Israel come to the promised land and they possess it. Now, it was supposed to take 11 days, but what was supposed to take 11 days actually took 40 years. And some people go, well, what was the wilderness all about? Well, really what it was, it was a 40-year detox from other dependencies other than God. Some of you have had a detox over the last 40 days, a sugar detox, a takeaway detox. Some of you have gone back and you are now dependent again. But what the wilderness was, was a 40-day detox from anything other than being dependent on God. It was a season of preparation. And when it comes to greatness, everybody understands that greatness is found in our preparation time. You know, how long does it take to prepare? Well, as long as it takes for you to be prepared. Preparation, the fact that you're prepared means that the season ends. And the wilderness was preparation for the promise. God had a land for them to possess and they need to be prepared. And there was a whole transaction that took place from, from, from Moses' leadership to, to Joshua's leadership. In fact, in Joshua chapter 1, it starts by telling us in the first uh, few verses, it says, Moses is dead. Moses is dead wasn't information or news to Joshua. He already knew that. But why did God have to tell Joshua that Moses was dead? This wasn't about information. It was about separation. It was about separation from the past. Hey, Joshua, a transition has taken place. You're no longer the assistant. The transition has taken place and this is your time. I really believe God is saying right now, this is our time. This is a season of fulfilled promise. But hey, guess what? To take hold of the new, you're gonna have to let go of the old. And what you may have had may, be, may have been good, but guess what? God's got something better. And what God is saying to Joshua is things are going to be different. And it's no use you're holding on to the old. You know, we're not going back, saying, to, to how it used to be. 
You know, I like during this time, you know, one person has said, hey, we're not just going to bounce back into what was normal before we went into lockdown. In fact, going out of all these levels, I'm believing as a people, as a church, as a nation, we're actually going to bounce forward. We're going to bounce forward into a new normal. And that's why God was saying to Joshua, hey, you're going to bounce forward into something that's, that's greater and better than, than the ch- you've ever experienced before. In fact, Joshua 1 verse 2 to 3, it says, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead the people, the Israelites across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised to Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I've given you. I believe this time is not to be a a time where we complain about what we've lost. Yeah, Yeah, maybe we need to mourn and grieve, but let's not get stuck in yesterday. You know, there's that song, Yesterday, the Beatles sung it. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. It's a little bit of a sad song. You know, in fact, the the previous generation who never went into the promised land, they they were connected to yesterday. In fact, they were so connected to yesterday, they longed for the leaks of Egypt. In Egypt, they were slaves. But they thought Egypt was better than where they were. And so many people get trapped in yesterday, longing for yesterday. Longing for yesterday didn't help anyone. I believe God wants to take us into a whole new normal. And God's got a promise for each and every one of us to possess. And this is the time to cross over. I believe there's a transition taking place right now. We're all moving addresses. And God says to Joshua, hey, Joshua, in this season, you're going to need to be strong and courageous. In fact, he says it four times in Joshua chapter one. He really wants him to know that if you're going to take hold of this promise, you're going to require strength and you're going to need courage. Why did God tell him he needed to be strong and courageous? It was probably because he felt fearful. I know there's many people right now looking at the future, looking at the days ahead, they're feeling a little fearful. And God wants to say to you, come on, you need to be strong and courageous. Some of you, yeah, I'm strong, but the challenge is, what are you using your strength for? Because we're not just called to be strong, we're called to be courageous. And I wanna suggest to you, any strength we have in life is so that we can Be courageous. I know a lot of guys go to the gym to build strength, but all their strength is just so that they can flex. Their strength serves no function. But the the function of our strength is so that we can step out into the unknown. Because it takes courage to step into the unknown. It it takes courage to, to face what you've been avoiding. It takes courage to let go of yesterday and to trust God. And if you're gonna cross over, You know, if you're going to embrace this transition season, you're going to need to be courageous. You know, the whole book of Joshua is about transition. It was a transition from Moses' leadership to Joshua's, from the wilderness to the promised land, from having everything provided for them. That's what happened in the wilderness to, to a place where they would have to take personal responsibility. There's also, there was a transition from them being led by the cloud by day and the fire by night to a place where they'll be led by the Ark of the Covenant, which was the presence of God. They were transitioning from the known to the unknown. And in reading through Joshua, we find out before they cross over, what Joshua did was he sent some spies ahead to spy out Jericho. 
That was the first city that they were to take. And they found Rahab, the prostitute there, and she looks after the spies. She, she protects them in this moment. And, and isn't it interesting that, that Rahab ends up in the lineage of Jesus? You know, it's pretty amazing that, that God takes this broken woman and he, and he uses her for, for good. And she protects these spies. And in the end, when they take Jericho, she's protected in the middle of it. But I just got caught by this verse in chapter 2 of Joshua, where it says, Rahab was hiding the spies, but it says the king's men, the king's men of Jericho, they went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossings of the Jordan River. Now, now growing up, when I read this story, I always thought the Jordan River was a big, massive, raging river. But as I've read about it, I found in most times during the year, it was only 100 feet wide and and it was shallow. But in spring at harvest time, it would swell. It would swell to a point where it would become a mile wide and it would become a raging impasse. Crossing in spring would be crazy. Now the question is, when did the Israelites cross over the Jordan River? When it was shallow and tame? No, that would have been obvious. In fact, we find in Joshua 3 verse 14, it says, so the people left camp to cross the Jordan And the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of God, went ahead of them and it was harvest season or spring season and the Jordan was overflowing at the banks. Now, I've found in life, transitions never take place at convenient times. I don't know what you plan for 2020, but I challenge to say there's been a level of change, a level of adjustment. Now, now let's just quickly recap. The river's in flood. Where does the enemy go looking for the spies? If we go back, verse 2, it says, So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossings of the Jordan River. Why why would they look there? Because that's the natural place if you're going to cross a river. You look for the shallow parts so that you can't cross. It's risky to cross a river when it's in flood, but it's still possible. Now, here's what I felt God speak to me. I felt God say to me in the season, Sam, you, the church, people, the world, we're all in a place of transition. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Sam, make sure you cross over in the deep. Cross over in the deep. But hang on a sec, aren't the shallows the safest path? path? Well, so we think. But the enemy, where did he, the enemy went looking for the spies in the shallows. And the enemy will always go after the obvious. Right now, he's attacking people's health, livelihood, family. You know, and, and here's the deal. If your security is in any of those things, if it's in anything other than God, your whole world's going to be rocked. But when your life's built upon the rock and the foundation of who Jesus is, you, know, you don't get worried when tough times come at you. you know, I love God and I love the plan of God. Because the plan of God has layers. When it comes to God's plan, God's plan is so deep. It's deeper than prison break or money heist. It's, it's, it's a deeper plan than anything around. And, and God is like a chess player. He always has, knows the plays ahead. He, he's got it all worked out. You know, the enemy doesn't know it, but checkmate is four moves away. 
And the Jerichos in our world are about to come down, the walled cities. I'm really believing that that walled cities, places that were once impenetrable, you know, are going to come down. Stuff that we've been praying and believing for, stuff that has seemed to be walled up. I'm believing in this season that we're going to see significant breakthrough. But here's the thing. God transitions, whether they take place, they take place in the deep. And to transition right in the season, we're going to need to go deeper. You you can try and navigate this in the shallows, but I challenge to say the safest place is actually in the deep. So I want to suggest to you, come on, let's leave the shallows. Maybe right now, you know, when it comes to your Christianity, you've just operated in the shallow end. How about let's let's dive into the deep end? See, to leave the shallows is to transition from being led by what you see in front of you. The Israelites in the wilderness, they're led by the cloud by day and the fire by night. That, that they were led by their natural sights. Look, there's a cloud. That's where we go. Look, there's fire. That's where we go. But there was a transition that needed to take place where they weren't just led by their natural sight, but they were led by the presence of God. See, the priest carrying the ark, which represents the presence of God, they, they were the first into the river. In fact, in Joshua 3, 14, it says, so the people left the camp to cross the Jordan. The priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was harvest season. The Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance uh, away at a town called Adam, Near that place, and the water below flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Until the riverbed was what? Well, well, it was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the ark of the Lord's covenant, the presence of God, stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited. There until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. In this season, I believe it's less about what's in front of you. And it's more to do with who is with you. See, if Christ is in you, you can smile at any storm. To cross in the deep seems risky, but it's actually the safest place. The safest place you can be right now is in His presence. The safest place for your family is in His presence. Come on, you just need to read Psalm 91. If you haven't read it during the season, you need to read it. That's your homework, is to read Psalm 91. The safest place is found in the deep, in His presence. See, what you've got to understand is the shallows, they still have a current. The dry ground is actually in the deep. A strong current in in shallow water is dangerous. It can easily sweep you away. It can knock you over. And the enemy will always go after you in the shallows. Christians who live in the shallows get easily attacked. And and it's like the currents come along, that current compromise, the current of a bad report, the current of disappointment or hopelessness. You know, it can easily sweep you away. But there's no current in the deep. In the deep where the presence of God is, there's dry ground. And I love the, the word of encouragement 
that God gave Joshua. He says, since you've never traveled this way before, uh, we're, we're entering a season, entering a place where none of us have ever been here before. And the challenge is to actually let God guide us. You know, we can have all the best laid plans, but in the end, we need the presence of God more than anything else. And we need to detox from our other dependencies and really rely on Him. So many of us let our emotions guide us. You know, we can let our emotions guide us. We can let other people's opinions guide us. We can even let, let what's on the news guide us. You now, on my phone, I have a lot of notifications popping up. You know, you, you download an app and it says, do you want notifications? And sometimes it just sends you them without you even giving them permission. Uh, and, and for a time, I haven't got around to switching some of the notifications off. Uh, the question I want to ask you this time is, who's notifying your spirit in this season? See, I, I've had to go through some apps and actually switch off the notifications. You know, I don't need to know what Winston Peters is up to, uh, up to the minute. Yeah, he may be fishing, he may be doing all these things, but I, I don't need to know that. And some of us right now, yeah, we've got all these notifications, uh, but it's all just noise. You know, even if we get a notification, the, the whole deal is you don't have to click on it. You don't have to engage with it. And so many of us, are, uh, we live our lives based on the notifications that are coming into our world. I believe the challenge is to fill our spirit with the right stuff. And that's why God said to Joshua right at the beginning before they, went in to, before they went to cross the River Jordan, he said, I want you to be strong and I want you to be courageous because you're going to lead these people and I'm going to give this land. He said, be strong and very courageous. And listen to this. He said, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Don't deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. And it says, if you do that, then you'll be successful in everything that you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a great promise that is. But the instruction in there is to meditate on His Word day and night. Now, I wonder how you start your day. Were you just looking at the notifications that have come from the night before or the emails that have come into your inbox? I believe a great way to start the day is filling your life with the presence and the Word of God. In fact, how you start your day often determines how your day goes. I believe the start and the end of the days are so critical. In fact, I always try and start my day with my devotion, praying, worshiping, you know, reading the Word of God so, so my thoughts can be aligned for that day. At the end of the day, I'm often, you know, praying God doing, and, and doing a little bit of an audit on how my day went. I'm saying, God, is there anything, you know, I need, to, I need to ask for your forgiveness for? Is there anybody I need to forgive? Because I don't want to carry into tomorrow what was meant to be just for today. And I believe when you, you build your life on the Word of God, you know, is there you know success? is there you transition into promise. See, wherever the presence is, 
there's dry ground. And what I found is, here's the deal. The presence of God won't just take you into a situation. Here's the promise. He will stay with you until you're fully out of that situation. You, you, you gotta pick up the story again. If we pick it up, it's the priests. They were the first ones in it. It says the moment that their foot touched the water, the river backed up and they were first in. They stayed in the middle until the whole of the children of Israel had crossed over and they were last out. They were first in and they were last out. Unlike many of you who come to church, you're last in and first out. No, times have changed. We're shifted. There's a transition taking place. In Jesus' name, you're going to be first in and last out. But here's the thing. God won't abandon you in the middle. He'll be with you in the, in, in the middle. You know, many of us have had friends who have come up with plans and you, you buy into their plan. And then suddenly you get a notification that they're, they're no longer coming. They've bailed out because they forgot to ask their wife. And, and then you're left hanging because you bought into their plan. Here's the deal. God's not like your friend. God will follow through on every promise. He won't abandon you. You know, and if you just follow the presence of God into the deep, if you make a decision to leave the shallows, I believe it's there and then you'll begin to discover the fulfillment of God's promise in your life. The promise of God is that He will never leave you nor abandon you. You know, He'll never leave you nor forsake you. To leave, you can leave somebody physically, but God will never leave you. He'll always be there, but He'll never forsake you. And what that word means is He'll never abandon you emotionally. He's invested into you today. He's invested into your life, so much so that He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross, and He'll never forsake you. You can have somebody who's physically present but emotionally distant. In fact, many marriages can be that way. It's like they've checked out. They're no longer there. They're present, but they're they're emotionally distant. But God will never do that to you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's committed to taking you into the full life that He promised. If we're just... Get out of the shallows. Some of us right now, we've been in the shallows, in the, in the paddling pool, and, and we need to pop our spiritual floaties and dive into the purpose of God, knowing that the safest place anyone can ever live their life is in the deep. Come on, let's make a decision in this season to dive into the deep in Jesus' name.